So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? I don't know, like touching flying, was it moving? Like, no, nah, it feels pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Fuck, dude. Oh, boy. Wop, wop, wop. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to my Pen Money podcast, dude. I think I totally need to make like a like a, a button for the can opening, so I don't have to just like open drinks. I was like really debating like getting a glass of water, and I was like, ah, but I got to crack a cold one, dude. So, <laughs> so here I am opening like a a, a Coca Cola cherry flavored coke cherry which i personally i'm not a fan of cherry coke like i'm a, I'm a cherry pepsi over cherry coke kind of guy for sure <laughs> what about yourself ryan how do, you, how do you feel about it where do you where do you land um, on the cherry coke spectrum um i mean soda in general is kind of rare um but yeah i'd probably pick the cherry coke over the pepsi Damn. i don't know Damn. I don't know yeah. what it is, man. Like the cherry Pepsi just hits different than the cherry Coke. Uh, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't really recall the last time I had a, a cherry Pepsi. So like, I, I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, like one of the one of the listeners, dude. Someone put me on like a like a like it was like a cherry Dr Pepper or something, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna try it out. And it was actually it was actually a banger, dude. It was pretty good. I, For sure, I never tried it before, and I was like, "Oh man, this is actually pretty tasty." Yeah, my friend Brandon is always drinking different types of Dr Pepper, and um, they, they've actually been decent. So yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah, like I found like a I can't remember what I found like a new like sparkly water that like I've been kind of enjoying lately. I think it's called like Bubble or something, but it's like I don't know. It's like less carbonated than like some of the other ones so like some of the like sparking waters are like real they're like real harsh you know and then yeah like, i don't know i've been trying to like you know find a, 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 a i don't know just drink less soda and more some bubblies and stuff i don't know definitely know i need to drink like way more water like i went like on a whole like water kick a couple years ago where that's the only thing i drank and it was like really good for me i felt it like i I was like oh i feel good i felt better about myself i was like ah like yeah like i'm not like drinking like random empty calories but (laughs) yeah that's what i've been trying to do but uh, it's hard to make it so i know yeah you only make it so far (laughs) i'm a a, a backslider dude (laughs) relapsed For sure, dude. Speaking of relapse, have you? Have you? When's the last time you touched the vape? Um, that had to be. I know the date. It was. It was uh the just a just a tip before COVID, like twenty twenty eighteen. That's so. Sick. Yeah, just cold turkey. I was done with it, dude. Got out the game and like haven't touched it since. I like I was I was literally thinking about it this week. Like when I was like. Once I knew like you were gonna be on the podcast this week, I was like, dude, like, there's there's legit people like in the scene right now that like don't 
even know about you as like one of the vape twins, you know, like yeah, the <laughs> it's like they have no clue. It's like it's like they only know you because of Ryan because of crank pipes. And I'm like, that's that's sick. Yeah, I know. I know. Like that shit definitely helped me get across the country. Fucking just sitting there, chain fucking smoking, driving throughout the night. Yeah, like it's definitely a lot harder to to, <laughs> to drive fucking cross country to a rally fucking now uh, without it. But you're like, stay focused, uh, stay focused. But no, everyone else was quitting, and it was just like, yeah, I don't know. It was just so tedious, like keeping the fucking batteries charged, and do you have this, do you have that. Like, is it burnt? Like, it's just. It's just another fucking thing. Yeah. Something else to spend money on. Yeah. So, like, we all, like, made it. And we were just, like, rebuilding, like, making our own coils and, like, mm. using special cotton and, like, making the juice. It's only a few ingredients. Yeah. Um, so, it was pretty cost-effective, like, compared to smoking. But still, definitely just so much to do. You made it out clean, bud. Congrats. Yeah, for sure. I mean, vaping today is a little bit different. It's kind of moved towards more disposable stuff, but yeah. actually, like, it's decent where before the disposable stuff was garbage. Mm. Yeah, I know, like, Thomas and, like, Ashley were, like, vaping pretty hard for a while. Like, you know, and they were just, like, buying the, the just the stuff from 7-Eleven or whatever, you know, get the little packs and smoke them up and... It's like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it gets to like that pacifier syndrome where you're just like, ah, you like need something to keep busy, like something to do. It's like, it's out of habit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it took, it was like the hardest thing I ever did. It was eight months of, uh, you know, quite, quite a rough. It was just like all the triggers. It was like, you know, getting in the car, like finishing a meal yeah. and like just getting over those fucking, those triggers like every single day. It was just like probably the hardest thing, yeah. but I still think it was worth it. <laughs> exactly. It definitely is, dude. I know it's like that one like saying or whatever. It's like it takes like 30 days or 60 days or something to create a habit. And it's like, I definitely like notice that even, even for like simple things, like, like working on mopeds. It's like when I was like actively like working on mopeds, like every day, I was like, cool. I know like every day I get off work and be like four o'clock and I go to the garage like straight away and like play mopeds. And then like getting out of that habit when I was like, okay, I need to like, do less mopeds. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's super hard. And like, yeah, they say thirty days, but no, it was it months and months and months. It was, I swear, it was over half a year where it's just, <laughs> I was like losing my shit. But I just, you know, stayed stayed working and just tried to use that as, you know, anytime I had a craving, I was just, you know, tried to, you know, get my mind off it and focus on something else. Yeah. So. Hell yeah, dude. Um, well, let's, uh, let's, let, let's, let's, let's have you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are. And, you know, you've been on the, you've been on the podcast before. So if anyone wants to like really know, they can like go back and listen to an old one, but, uh, you know, tell everyone like who you are, like where you're from and, you know, kind of how you got into mopeds. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm Ryan Go. I, uh, I guess I'm the CEO at Crank Pipes. I, Basically, do all the fabrication, welding, design. It's all just me. Um, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And this is actually my my fifth year doing this, which is incredible to say. So sick. Um, but yeah, I make pipes and 
intakes. And I finally, I've been doing a bunch of engine machining now, finally, that I got my mill that I ordered years ago that finally showed up. But um, other than that, um, getting into mopeds uh, was just, you know, always into like small engines and I kind of was like into like the motorized bicycles and then like had a scooter and my first like uh motorcycle or street bike uh that was decent was a a super clean mb5 and it was just riding around and we'd always see these like groups of uh mopeds we always were like intrigued and finally one day we caught up with them and they were the cream city cranks and uh they always they said that they meet, met up at Fula on Wednesdays, so we were always going there. But uh, it was just a a weird time. There's a I think Jimmy explained it was uh, they stopped selling burritos, so they're like fuck you, <laughs> and uh, and uh, they just started hanging out at the cave. So we were going to the fucking fuel, like sitting there, like I swear I fucking hear mopeds. Like what where, the fuck is going on? Where are but, they? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, then we finally, you know, got more contact info and it was just uh, slowly like hanging out and like hitting our first rallies and basically, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> pretty much has been a life-changing thing. Pretty much has sculpted my whole life now, which is incredible. And it's the community so, is really, it's really so fucking. Wild, like, how that can happen. How like something so simple as a hobby can like, take over for sure yeah it was uh the first time i saw like the the headquarters i was basically uh, i followed uh dustin who's uh retired now but he's an old crank that we followed him into this basically um it looked like a boarded up building i uh, part of it was boarded up but the other part was like active and there was like cameras and stuff but it's just like you know, downtown, like in the hood, and we're just following this dude that we don't know into this random basement down these dark hallways, and we're just like, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> and he takes us into the room, and there's probably like a hundred bikes. And I was just like, "Holy shit!" That was that was one of my first memories of like meeting and actually hanging out. Yeah, noticing, no, like finding out that it's more than just like, you know, random people riding mopeds. Yeah, then it, then it turned into every single weekend I could, you know, for years. It was just like, where can we go? We were just trying to hit everywhere. Yeah. And it was, you know, a few awesome years, I gotta say. Yeah, I definitely miss, like, that those, those, like, younger years where it's like you just had the freedom to to like take off and go like all the time. It's like, and I, and I still didn't do it as much as some other people. It's like, I, I remember looking at like Mike Beery's like rally schedule one season that he did like one year or something crazy, like 20 rallies or something. It was really insane. It was something way over the top. And I was like, what? Uh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's like, damn, like every weekend all summer for months or something crazy. Yeah. Um, it was, it was like becoming a problem. Cause like we'd be coming, we just like drive, like, I think coming back from Richmond, we drove all night long, stopped at our houses for 45 minutes and then went straight to work. Yeah. And like, they're looking at us like, what the fuck is like, are you guys okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just cause we're like dead. Zombie mode. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, I just uh, get so uh, jealous of like like Justin and people would like they take off work on Friday and they take off on Monday. And I'm like, how do they how are you guys doing this? Because I was like, dude, when we get back, I'm like taking a nap and I'm going to I have to go to work. Like I gotta go back to work. Yeah, I guarantee they were every single job, or I guess both jobs I was at at the times, like they're absolutely sick of me. Like, hey, I need Friday and Monday off. Hey, I need Friday and Monday off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great though. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I thought about that shit like, like every once in a while I think about stuff like that. I'm like, dude, I remember like being like really young and just being like, damn, dude, like, are you telling me this job like only lets you get like five days off or like six days? Like I was like, you know, you count like the yeah. vacation days and like the sick days, and you're like, that's it. Like when I was like really <laughs> young, it seemed like it seemed crazy to me, and like now that I'm older, I'm like. What do you mean take off for work? Like (laughs) five days, like you know, like I still I don't know. I still have friends who have like, you know, they have like weeks of like vacation. I was like, Yeah, I gotta use like three weeks before like the years. I'm like, how do you use three weeks? Like I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Part of me misses it, but yeah. I don't know. But there are times where like I do I'll just, you know, take off or I mean, I didn't, I, I think I only hit, yeah, I only hit two rallies last year. Um, but it's just along with all that pretty much COVID stopped all the rallying. And then I've been dealing with my diabetic cat who pretty much is, he's fine. Like he's not in any pain. He's healthy. He's good. Um, but like if anyone else tries to fucking give him insulin, he gets real aggressive and violent. And like no one, everyone's sick of watching them. No one will watch them anymore. So it's just been kind of like, yeah, if I can, like Chicago was, you know, it's an hour and 45 away. It's a no brainer. You know, I came home every night, but <laughs> it's still like, got to fucking hit Chicago at least. Yeah. That's, and then we did. That's legit dedication, dude. Hit the rally, drove back home <laughs> and went back next day. Yeah. I got to, I got to ride two different bikes. So <laughs> swapped <laughs> so, out. <laughs> And then uh, we did, we hit uh, the Minneapolis rally uh, on a Saturday. That was kind of, that was pretty rough driving home. But um, I, uh, I drove, <laughs> I had the bright idea to throw my Kit Kat and Kit Kat in the back of the seat or in the back, back seat to, uh, to drive it there. And uh, I had like a vacuum issue immediately and like lost the pack. So I'm on this thing with five inch wheels and I'm on a fucking highway that's 55. And I'm doing like 40 on the side of the road, just fucking full throttle. <laughs> Trying to figure out where the fuck I was going. But I ended up, you know, looking up the itinerary and finding the spot. So I missed the majority of the main ride. Yeah. But like the spot like wasn't close. So like I still had to ride, you know, probably 30, 20, 30 miles on this fucking little thing and the like side roads outside of Minneapolis. And I'm just like driving through the countryside, you know, and I, yeah, I'm like causing the traffic jam. Everyone's like, what in the fuck? And then I ran out of gas and I'm like oh just walking on this highway and I go up to some dude in his yard and he's just like staring at me like, what in the fuck? Like, hey, you got any gas? Like, I'm, I'm like, I'll, let me see I'll buy it. That lawnmower, dude. Yeah, it's like I got cash. I was like, I'll give you like, you know, 
And uh, he's like, oh, no, it's okay. Take it. I'm like trying to find oil and like, about three or four PBRs are like falling out of my backpack, and he's just like looking at me, like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> this drunk hobo walking down the street, like. <laughs> I like that. It was really poor timing. I mean, you were prepared though, you know. Pocket beers on the on the ready, dude. Like just in That's case, good. you know. <laughs> good go. Yeah, they're they're actually Mickey's, but. <laughs> uh, but I ended up with them, and I needed them because I'm. You know, lost the pack. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it's for, dude. When you when you lose the pack and break down and you're stranded, like, all right, like, at least you got a oh, beer. <laughs> for sure. Uh, we did. I did end up uh, like after like the lunch spot. Um, I did end up make up making on the the ride back, and uh, it was fucking gnarly. I was ripping that little little tiny fucking skateboard with a motor on it. <laughs> flat out hanging with the pack <laughs> god there's a like the sketchiest bike you can possibly ride you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it, was, it was cool though uh andy thompson was there on uh lee's little uh peugeot uh, i think it's a gl10 or whatever whatever his little mini is i forgot yeah but that thing is actually like has suspension and you know a halfway decent power plant and like he's fucking doing like 55 60 on that thing i was like yeah like 10 inch wheels <laughs> two inches off the ground it's like yeah 40 is probably good Forty's just <laughs> fine <laughs> it feels way faster for sure and yeah it feels like a million miles an hour it's the sketchiest thing mm. dude that's so funny dude mopeds are like like just like even talking about it make you makes you smile, you know. Like brings like joy. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, yeah. So, how's the scene out there now, dude? Like I like I haven't like you know heard much about the cranks lately, so I'm not really sure how the you know how it's going out that way. I know you guys I mean, are definitely older, an older bunch. Yeah, I mean it's still kind of you know the same. Same consistent thing. It's Jimmy, Juke, Nick, and I, and uh, I think I think Bad Boy, Bad Boy hasn't really been around. He's been kind of focusing on work and his kids. Uh, but it's you know, the same same uh, smaller group, you know, just holding down the fort. And then we got people, and you know, we have Daryl in Atlanta, Muhammad's in California, Noel is on an island uh, near Minneapolis, and Graham's in Eau, Eau Claire. Uh, we have Dez and Alex who are in uh, NOLA. Yeah, so like everyone's, you know, still riding, building, just kind of in their own little spot. But, yeah. you know, there's still a few of us here holding down the fort. <laughs> you, guys, you guys seeing any new blood like creeping around, like just Team Rando out there riding? Um, So we got uh, a couple guys like in Racine, or no, they live in Kenosha. We always meet in Racine. Um, but yeah, it's a couple guys in Kenosha that are, you know, coming in hot getting, it's just like, yeah, I met them with like a couple bikes and now there's like, you know, I got like, you know, probably 10 bikes and doing like liquid cooled fucking Peugeot builds. And it's just like, oh, fucking really getting the bug. Nice. It's cool to see. And then we've had Eric, um, who has been around for a couple of seasons now. I talked to him a bit about being, being like a prospect, but. Um, he's more of just you know in it to hang out. Yeah, dude. I so there's like, a couple new guys. I kind of like the, I 
I feel like I don't know. That's one of those things I think about whenever I whenever I talk to someone in like an older moped scene. It's like, where are the new people coming from? You know, it's like I remember like Satan's being like old and they were doing their thing and they were already clicked up and like, you know, everyone else kind of sprung up on their own. Like, yeah, we saw them around, but we weren't like doing like their like weekly rides and like hanging out with them all the time. We weren't like partying with them and like, you know, wrench nights at the Satan's. It was like. Nope, the separate groups like starting over here in the corner, and like we kind of like grew on our own. So it's like always interesting to like hear about new people kind of coming into mopeds. For sure, yeah. I, I wish I had more time to like just grow the scene and just go sit, you know, post on the the Facebook page, and then go sit there on fucking Wednesday nights and you know, just ride more. Yeah, but but I've been meaning to. We definitely should. But I don't know. It's time consuming and take, it takes that like, it's like, that's a whole commitment on its own. Like trying to like, whether you have a club or you don't like riding consistently every week, meeting at the same place, like, and doing it for years just to be consistent. So you can potentially grow the thing or get other people involved. It's like really like time consuming. It's hard. It's not a task. Like I really give it up to all those like cities that like, continuously have like weekly rides for years yep and like all the pretty much everyone has their own wrench spot so like there's no need to have a you know a shared uh you know communal workspace anymore yeah which that that was always motivating to me having a spot where like other people are fucking there working on shit and let's just hang out or do whatever yeah and it kind of built like that the rivalry or like you know like you know, steel sharpened steel, you know, you're just like, yeah, like he's doing something sick. Like I want to do something cool. Like, you know, all the homies are kidding their bikes at the same time. Like you're, it, you get stoked off of each other. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And now it's like, I just have a garage full of bikes and like, uh, someone's doing something down the street and I'm like, eh, it'd be nice to like flex on them real quick, but like, I don't necessarily need to, you know? <laughs> So I'm yeah. sorry, so uh, yeah. Speaking of that, uh, so I'm, I'm sure you saw uh, Ollie, that German dude who was traveling around. Yeah, he, yeah, he. Uh, I'm I'm sure he heard stories of us and stuff, but like we saw the bike he had, so we just we brought out like some stalkers, and like he was like making fun of us because we're doing like 25. <laughs> <laughs> In the, in the in the YouTube video, he's just like you know, looking at the speedo and I'm looking at Jimmy, and I just button. I was wearing the stock sacks, and Jimmy was on a, a Califo that wasn't running right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, we I, we we hung out with him a couple of times. He was at like, I think I went to like three rallies, and he was like all three of them or something. You know, that's, that's epic. Like, like I caught him, and he was in Philly. Like when we went to Philly, he was in he was in the uh, the Wizards rally. When we went to Lancaster. And like, I don't know. I saw him somewhere else too. But like, you know, he was putting around out here, dude. That's just so crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I'd love to fucking do that, dude. He's still here. Like, he was just like coming through like Arizona, like uh, like, yeah, like a month I ago. Like, I posted on yeah, Instagram. I was like, yo, who's in Arizona? Like, hook him up. <laughs> yeah, he's going like down to uh, Mexico and all the the Dakar and. Baja racing and shit that he was doing. Yeah, dude. It's so epic. It's so crazy. And like, and like, 
like you said, like he was like joking on you guys for being 25, but like I rode with him at a couple of rallies and like, yeah, his bike was getting it all right. But like the typical bike at a rally is like just as fast as what he's riding, you know, forties. Like, yeah. And we yeah. also like, uh, Jimmy and I have like our fast bikes and then everything else is like broken. So it was like stalkers. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need to like just go rip the chair and dude's going to make it however far. Yeah. And then he can't, and then he like was heading, I think he was on his way to Pittsburgh and he was like up in Northern Michigan. Cause he decided to go around the lake mm-hmm. and like, I, I don't know if it was his second axle at the time or how, I think he's been broken like three, three or so axles. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he's like up North and like trying to find an axle in this bet some random town. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, I, I was like, I was like trying to think like who the fuck is out there. Yeah. And I ended up getting a hold of a couple of people, but they're like, you know, hours away. And like, they're like, do you have this specific axle? I'm like, uh, it's like, we need a machine maybe? shop. We got <laughs> to make one. <laughs> but yeah, it was such a fucking cool trip. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to lie. I never, I never talked about it, but like to this date, uh, his podcast episode, most expensive podcast episode I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I made the, I was supposed to like call him through like Zoom or like through like the Instagram app or the Messenger app or something, and I and I forgot about that and I just called him on my cell phone. I'm like, oh yeah, this dude's in the states. He's like down the street, and I just called him on my cell phone, <laughs> and then I received like a five hundred dollar bill for the podcast. <laughs> I was like, uh. my wife was like, what's up with the Verizon bill? And I'm like, I was like, fuck. <laughs> And I was like on vacation when it happened, and I was like, "Dude, I'm already like losing money left and right every day. Like, <laughs> this is not good." Yeah, it was super funny. We were uh, we got to put them up, and uh, basically didn't think. Of, or, I mean, the quick, easy thing to do is go grill up some brats, and he was just like brats. He's just like you people are fucking crazy. Like, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> like brats and sauerkraut. It's like, dude, no one in Germany eats this. <laughs> Come on, yeah, dude, it's got cheese. It's got cheese inside. What are you talking about? <laughs> the thing here, it's living strong in, in Milwaukee. <laughs> uh, dude, speaking of fucking fast bikes, like all my shit's broken. I've talked about it for a while, but all my shit's broken except for one bike, and it's like it's just fast enough, like it does everything it needs to do. But like, but I so I refuse to work on it. But like, I'm like, I rode it this weekend, like just around. I'm like, oh, I had I had a day off and I rode it for a little bit. And I was like, and I'm like, dude, I need to work on my moped. You know, there's like times where like everything seems like it's working right. You're like, oh yeah, it's jet a little rich, so it's like real like gurgly off the line. And then like it rips fine through the mid range. And then like as you're wide open, it goes fast, 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 fast. And then all of a sudden, it just starts slowing down. And like, you're like, uh, <laughs> so I back off the throttle and chill. And I'm just like, I'm like, I need to work on my bike, but I don't want to. It's like, <laughs> I'm, it's like, I don't know if it's my timing or if it's like the jetting, but, but it's like, it, it rips really good up to the top and like, you're getting there and you feel like it's, it had like another like five, 10 miles an hour in it. But like, it just like starts dying. Oh, okay. like it's like coming, like, it's like. It just sound. It feels like it's just like about to seize. The sound, the sound changes. You know, I'm like, Ugh. 
I just, I'm just like, fuck it. I just back off and chill and like, I just keep riding it, but I know it's not right. You know, it's been like this for, yeah. it's been like this for months. I'm just like, uh, if I just, if I just ride it like a normal person, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. That's kind of like how I've been. I've been slowly getting there with my RD 50, but, um, that's kind of like the bike that's running right now. I'm still, I haven't put the clutch back in my Hobbit. I really need to do that. Um, but I've just been, I basically was at like a one Oh four. I like I'm pulling back timing. It's gurgling like a son of a bitch and it's just four fifty all day long. I'm just like checking for air leaks. Like everything's good. All the seals are new. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And Ed's, and then Ed's like, yeah, it's just about common, you know, what the fuck? Uh, like no, it so can't just, be. It does not sound right. <laughs> either way, um, ended up getting that liquid and air cooled head, mm. and I've I've been hell bent on trying to use any radiator that I put is either behind the giant fender, which I don't know, it probably is okay, or I could drill holes in it or whatever. But I've been hell bent on trying to use these oil coolers because they fit like behind the behind the fender on the side of the um the frame rail there i can't kick it and like it's not in the way and like anything else i'm gonna be like kicking the shit and like i take the bike off road all the time like i don't want to be kicking my radiator it's like i do that on my hobbit (laughs) (laughs) so like i've just been i tried thermosiphon and like that works super well um but it would just build too much pressure I uh, just really just couldn't keep up with it. So I ended up adding a reservoir and going to a pump just so there's just more volume. And that was pretty, uh, it was decent. Um, but like holding wide open, like uh, during the tip, uh, basically the water, like it would boil all the water off in about like 25 minutes of Damn. wide open throttle. Yeah. So I just kept filling it back up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's about every gas stop and like fuck it no no issues but um uh, so i've just been slowly like adding um inline coolers and like extra fins and like funneling air towards it right now it's it was kind of getting cooler when i was testing it and like riding the bike um but like it's still it's holding good temps now as long as you keep it under 220 it doesn't boil and then the radiator will do fine Nice. So like, I don't know. The radiator is so restrictive that I probably should just put a regular one on. <laughs> yeah. That's like that that problem for another day kind of thing. It's just like, yep, it's it's a problem, but it's not today's problem. <laughs> yeah, like I just want this to work. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had this conversation the other day. I'm like asking people, like I asked a bunch of people, I'm like, dude, like, cause our buddy Justin like just water cooled his uh Tomos A35 in Richmond. And we're like, all right, cool. Like, it's been like years since I had like my Hobbit water cooled, and even then, it was like it was my first time doing it. It was shitty. It wasn't good. It was thermosiphon with like a little tiny radio that definitely wasn't big enough. You know, it worked, but it didn't. Yeah. And like, and I was just like, dude, I never, I never figured out like what the optimal like operating temperature is for like a water cooled bike. It's like, yeah, it's water cooled, so like potentially you should be able to like go leaner or do you know get more out of it. But it's like, what's the what's the actual temperature your bike should be running at? Because it's it's like, oh, you don't want to be too cold. 
and then, then yeah. it's just like it's, it's shitty. <laughs> You'll seize it or something. Yeah, I mean, my my Hobbit, like I've uh, seven thousand miles plus, maybe. Uh, I like processing is still there. I, I've definitely ran it lean enough to you know it'll run bad like before it seizes. Um, but I think you know each each setup is kind of different. Each cylinder is kind of different as different. Um, you know, flow path, like the Melosi is just kind of surrounding the cylinder Yeah. where like stage six kits have, you know, a design flow path and like they're actually, you know, you know, halfway decently thought out instead of just around the cylinder. Yeah. Um, but it also, I guess it depends on like the amount of material, like if you're doing a spark plug temp, cause like my, like, um, like the NS 50 and the Ryu, those will do like, they really won't get over 220 head temp or like my Hobbit will, you know, touch like 280, 290, but like both the, both the coolant temps are, you know, almost the same, like 160, 170 maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they definitely the coolant temp on my RD with that little radiator is way higher than that. <laughs> it's been an ongoing struggle. <laughs> Dude, for those that don't know, too, like, if, like, Ryan's, like, OG, like, Hobbit certified ripper, you know, <laughs> your, like, your Hobbit's still just, like, wheelies off the line, wheelies, like, for no reason while riding, like, it's still, like, a fast bike. <laughs> for sure, and I, I did, I did snap the crank, so I can't say it's the original crank, but it's the original cylinder and piston. I've changed the rings, but uh, it's probably due for a new piston. Yeah, I need to pull it apart. But yeah, it's been on, it's, the thing's, you know, have been so many places on both coasts, or all, or all three coasts, rather, bunches, lots of times in NOLA. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible what that, what I've done and all the memories. And it's such a special bike to me now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you never let it go. <laughs> Yeah. Also considering it's the same frame and the forks and like the front end's pretty much been replaced, but that's the same, same frame that I uh, went through MA 20. <laughs> not exactly a great memory, but you know, it's, yeah, but it, it but happened. An epic one for anyone was there. No one's ever going to forget that. No, especially you. Unfor unfortunately not. Yeah. But, but you're still here, man. You're still standing. Yeah, that's kind of like, I know, of course I was pissed, but like, that's kind of how I looked at it. Like, we're both still alive. Yeah. Like, whatever. But then, you know, Arturo getting that GoFundMe together, you know, getting me some cash and like, I got my bike fixed, you know, from the community, random people that I've met either since then or knew already and people that cared. So, yeah. At least got got me back on the road, which meant a lot. For sure, the, the scene's always been pretty like, you know, supportive when it comes to shit like that. People, you know, see us all like as like some kind of weird small family. So everyone's always down to like, you know, support each other. For sure, uh, dude. So like. I've been like looking at your shit on the internet, you know, I guess I follow you. I'm keeping up, you know, I'm like, you know, homeboy crank pipes. If you guys, you guys sleeping on them, you missed out. You don't know what you're missing. And you know, it's, I'm so like, you just said at the beginning, like, you know, you're in the fifth year doing this and you're still, 
you know, making a living on moped parts, which is like awesome. Like it's, it's a rarity, dude. Not a lot of people can do it. And you're one of them. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, you know, it takes work, <laughs> but, uh, I've been just trying and basically trying to streamline everything and use, you know, motors and CNC, anything I can and just pretty much do whatever I can do to remove the human element just so I can keep doing it. Cause physically it is, you know, <laughs> quite a toll. So, yeah. Like long, what's typically like the, the time you have in say one pipe. I mean, they vary, uh, especially, you know, with like, um, people want specific, uh, um, specific dimensions or the pipe a specific way. Um, which is, you know, a lot more common than you'd think. Um, yeah. but, uh, and like urban pipes, I have to make that whole subframe and then they're all side bleed, which takes time. So, I mean, I'm like, if I have like a whole pot of coffee in me and it's just a simple pipe, the most basic, you know, maybe six or seven cone pipe, I could probably, you know, get it done in like three, three and a half hours. But generally, you know, I take, you know, five or more just because I'm not, I don't know, I'm not really in a hurry anymore. Yeah. Uh, I tried to just, you know, keep up with, you know, my summer rushes and stuff. And that, I tried. It's just, it was just too, <laughs> it's just too much. And like, I feel bad making people wait, you know, months. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, it's just me here. <laughs> I mean, it's custom handmade pipe, dude. Like, it's going to take time. A lot, lots of people are used to, you know, that three day treat delivery. Yeah. It's just real, real, uh, you know, tempting. Yeah. What's, <laughs> what's your, then, uh, what's the lead time like these days? Um, so like normally in the winter, it's, you know, I have a low and I have time to like, you know, work on new products and, you know, just R and D stuff, but I've been pretty busy. And now that I've, you know, I have the, I finally got that mill delivered and installed as, quite a project getting 475 pounds downstairs. <laughs> um, but yeah, having that and all the casework and machining I've been able to do and it's been really exciting. But ultimately that's kind of more what I'd want to lean into. I was going to CNC this mill, but um, I think that'll not be you know beneficial. It's just going to make a mess with like, you know, I want to throw coolant at it to get the tool life I, I need, and it's just going to make a mess. So, a dedicated, dedicated thing for that is will be better. Yeah, dude. Speaking of like your like crazy custom pipes, like our homie uh, Joe from Smog Squad has like your your Hobbit pipe that pops up, like it just scoops up through right through the middle. Yeah, and that thing is crazy. I'm even looking at a picture of it right now, and I'm just like. It's not like a seven cone pipe. It's like a 30 cone pipe. <laughs> yeah. That something like that takes days. Yeah. I'm like, this, so, this be, pipe was so crazy. Be like, because of like the transitions, um, the cones are thick on one side and thin on the other side. So they don't roll evenly going through the roller. Mm-hmm. So you're basically, um, generally use like a, a mandrel or like a baseball bat and do most of it by hand. Cause they're so thin mm. and it just takes that and you gotta get all of them to butt up evenly and perfectly so you can weld them. 
they don't, if they're not buddy up perfectly, it's, you know, the weld's not going to look nice and you're going to be struggling. But I don't know. I, they're more of a, um, just like a, Hey, I, this is possible versus, you know, the amount of people that actually buy them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real, like just as a quick count, it's, it's definitely over 30, 30 welds. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's insane. And it's like a custom mount, you know, like all of it's wild. Yeah. It's about 40 cones, I think. Yeah. And it sounds great. Like I've, you know, I've gone on you know, a couple of rides with, with Joe in town with it. And I'm like, damn, this thing is, this thing's sick. Oh yeah. Um, one of the, the guys in Kenosha, uh, he bought one of those pipes and he, he's, he gets to rip around on it. And I'm just like, like, fuck it. Like, I don't even really have anything that crazy for myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I do like the RD pipes, a high pipe that's the, same, that's the same as that Hobbit. But, I don't know. I probably should have something cool, but <laughs> one of these days. Yeah. It's like you get tied up working on everyone else's stuff, dude. There's no time for you to do your own. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, Dylan always makes fun of me for that. <laughs> but you work on your own shit? No. <laughs> no, dude. Like, <laughs> so who's got time for that? But yeah, mm-hmm. like, how, how typically, like, how often you get, like, custom, you know, custom orders? Um, I mean, it varies really. Someone could just say, Hey, I want it, you know, kicked up a little bit. Uh, I need it, you know, like, um, uh, Marley, uh, I forgot where the, over on the East coast. Um, yeah, Philly, like, Lancaster, him and, yeah, yeah, him and squirrel. squirrel. Yeah. But he's like, he's been begging me to make a, a pipe with like squirrels where it has a one eighty and uh, comes around. So it's, basically it's tucked in as far as possible so they don't hit it while they're, you know, have the front end up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's been begging me, begging me. I, I finally, you know, found a, I had, I had to, it was just super weird. And the, the account that you have to make and you have to like link your social media to make it super, super janky. Mm. Uh, but I finally ordered the, the 180 pieces from China. Cause I don't have, I just, it's hard to get something that tight of a bend. And even that, even that, the bend that it was or the radius it was, it was still kind of not tight enough. And, uh, he's been asking for the same pipe squirrel has. I'm like, I'm sorry. I literally cut up an astroil to make that pipe for him. Cause that's <laughs> what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, well, I need to find their supplier or something. Mm-hmm. But, it's like, yeah, there's stuff like that. Um, or like a lot of people, will come to me with uh, specific dimensions or they want like a target RPM. But other than that, it's mostly just little things like, you know, the silencer colors, or I've had people ask me for custom stickers and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, get the sticker. It's going to burn off, <laughs> but it's got to uh, look perfect I'm, right out the gates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was actually, it was like a, a fluorescent red. I was like, yeah, I have no idea what this shit is or like how long it's going to last. But it's actually been holding up like decent. Nice. <laughs> like, I've, seen, I've seen them on uh, Facebook posting videos of it. I was like, oh, that actually still looks, you know, reasonable. Hell yeah. Dude, I can't wait. I definitely am going to get like another one. Like, it's been so long since I got mine. It's been fucking years, dude. Yeah. I, I remember the, the unboxing. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fuck yeah, dude. Mm. So like you've gotten into like the machining and stuff now, and I've been seeing that like, uh, like that's awesome just in itself. Because like I I personally know nothing about machining, so I'm just like watching you like like completely like make a case completely flat and like bore out for a gila and it's like yeah just push your button you know once it's all set up and it does it for you and you're like like fuck dremeling like you after you watch a video like that you're like dude fuck doing this with a dremel like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like are you kidding I mean, I mean i used to have to do the same thing like my my stage six hobbit cases were all done with a flap wheel and a dremel just because that's what i had back then <laughs> um so but crazy. yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, it's like, so what kind of worked out for me is, uh, because the mill took two years to show up and like during that time, like everyone was like, dude, just get your money back. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is just all this cash is up, up in the, like up in the air. You don't know what's going on. And, but like the whole time they like stayed in contact with me and kept trying to get me, I know a different machine, but I just wanted this one for, you know, the size and, um, the versus switching a different brand. Like this had all the features I wanted for, mm-hmm. uh, it just, it had to be this size to do pretty much any of the things that I want to do with cases. Yeah. But, uh, it took so long. I, it was like a labor day sale and I found these cheap pieces of tube online. They're like 300 wall tubing and like a big half inch piece of plates. And I went to Harbor Freight and got a cheap XY table, took it apart and like honed it and like cleaned it all up, stoned it, got it somewhat smooth. And I, I made a mill out of a Harbor Freight uh, drill press hmm. and replacing everything and making everything super rigid. Like the, the chuck only had a few fouls run out and like it was all dependent on the bearing. And it was like reasonably, I could mill like three or four mil depth of cut, like a quarter inch end mill. Like I got to play and make all the mistakes with this little baby mill that I made. Yeah. And I made it um, so uh, that it was like telescoping. So I could still fit whole cases in there. And still I was doing some of the the casework with that thing after I got comfortable with it. Um, I just would, uh, because it was, you know, the tolerances were like three or four fell out. I would get that close and then just stone the rest just because I ended up having to have to stone it anyways. Yeah. Um, But it was, uh, it was cool to make all the mistakes and like learning, you know, getting used to what directions go where, (laughs) like what your hands are doing in the hand-eye coordination. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad I got a chance to fuck something up before, you know, getting my hands on something, you know, this nice. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, once you got that, you were just like, oh, my God, this is so much easier now. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was a feat. It was multiple days to get it downstairs because, like, the stairs weren't strong enough. So they had to be all reinforced. Yeah, like, it had to be reinforced completely to the ground and, like, took, like, five of us, all of my, all of my biggest friends. And was like, Jesus. <laughs> Like we need like some Insane. rope, you know, some like pulley system. Like we gotta help, <laughs> help support some of this weight. Yeah, it was hardly. Um, yeah, it's it's super nice that I get to use it, and you know, I start doing this, and uh, everyone's been super super happy with the results with uh, being able to just slap a gila on and having it, you know, 
Yeah, it's also, it's also the videos from uh from like the cases you did for Maze for Cornped. And I'm like, oh dude, like the ZA just fucking bored out, nothing. Like, you know, welding stuff and just like smoothing it out. I'm like, damn, like so this is how stuff's done like properly, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. There's, you know, hours of me knocking it back and forth with a rubber mallet, getting it centered or getting it, you know, within or in true. Um, so there's, there's a lot of that and mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that I don't post, mm-hmm. but it, it would be cool to show like how long it actually takes to get it set up in there, you know, perfectly flat and fucking do it, dude. Like I think a time lapse yeah. of that would be like, it'd be like just interesting to watch, you know, I'd watch it. Yeah. I, I actually like, uh, I don't know, I don't know why it was probably like two years ago at this point. I bought a, I have a DSLR. I bought a new lens. I bought a mic. I have a tripod. I was going to start. Uh, filming stuff and I actually filmed half of that um, there's probably mo- more than half three quarters of that mill that I made I fin- I like filmed the whole build mm. and it just kind of like it took so long <laughs> to film and work on the thing you know part way through I was just like I'm I'm done filming this I just need it done yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm wasting entirely too much time so like uh, the people that make videos, I really, you know, I commend them because like it is so much time involved in fucking even making small like you know videos in one spot, let alone multiple locations and oh, yeah, dude. multiple and multiple like, all and editing and stuff afterwards. Like it's time consuming. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I'd have to like yeah, pay yeah. someone else to do. It. I'd be like, all right, cool. I need just like a homie to come film me do what I'm doing, and then like <laughs> homie want you to go back and you edit this for me and I'll do some voiceover later. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's like, I need this to be like easy as possible. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's in the realm of things I could do, but you know, <laughs> hopefully one day. So what are like, what's like your uh, list of like current, current offerings right now? Um, as far as uh, machining or just the pipe wise, uh, everything right now. I know you, we we know you're doing pipes. Know you're doing intakes. Know you're doing like um, you know, the three D printed uh, uh, cones, like velocity snacks. Yeah. yeah, I've been, um, I've been just including those with each uh, intake now, just because they weren't really that popular, and I, I don't think people realize what they are until. I mean, it's one thing. A lot of people run air filters and don't use them. Um, but like the other, for everyone else, it's just like leaving it open and like car and gas is just, you know, blowing away under their leg. It definitely is. I don't know. It, it doesn't really cost that much. And at this point, it's just, yeah, you know, it's a nice little add on there for the, with the intake. So, I've been, but besides intakes and, um, all the machining work that I've been doing is I've been trying to chip away at people keep begging me. I, I do have a Hobbit subframe. I have all the material, all the dyes, everything I need. It's, just, you know, <laughs> a lot of it's drawn up. It's just, you know, sitting down and actually making sure it's all right and cutting everything all out. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, just, I have been broadening, uh, the range of pipes. I got a few like notepads or like the Yamaha QT50 and, uh, and FA50. They're all just like hundred dollar bikes that were close to me. I was like, fuck it. Um, 
But other than that, I yeah. What were you saying? No, I was gonna say like I like even like looking at some of the custom pipe stuff. I was like, damn, I wonder like if you have to have like a roller or something in, in place to even like do some of the really weird stuff. Uh, no, um, you can literally with um, uh, an equation. There's a, a free program online. So all you need is uh, a pencil and a ruler, and you mark the center point. They give you two dimen- or two lengths, and then you trace out those lengths uh, uh, up into a certain degree. And you can basically trace out each cone with a ruler and pencil. And I've seen a guy, um, what's his name, uh, Gary Braun um, from Retro Retrodyne. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works in Minneapolis, or no, I think he's in Plymouth now. At, um, he's from Minneapolis. He works in Plymouth at uh, Millennium. But I saw him come to Moto Scoot, and he made an, two almost identical uh, RD, it was an RD 350 or whatever, so they're a twin cylinder, uh, two-stroke. Um, he rolled all of the cones. He cut them all out by hand there and rolled them all around an aluminum baseball bat. Like if if you have the the patience and time, like anything is really possible. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, a couple of the first pipes that uh, we were just making at our old uh, headquarters, um, we had this baby little anvil, and it was just Nick, Jimmy, and I, you know, banging on these cones with hammers. That was the, the first pipe that we knocked together besides like just like hacking welds and like other shit. The first like completely made pipe that we made was Jimmy's motor decaying pipe. And it was welded together with my welder that, uh, I didn't switch. Um, the first like year of me welding, I didn't fucking read the instructions, I guess. Um, <laughs> but if I, I was trying to use gas shielded MIG, but the, it was set up for flux core. So I had, the, I had the clarity reversed for like the first year of me trying to weld. And I was like, I ruined my car because I decided to <laughs> cut, out, cut, out, cut, out, cut out the quarter panels and try to weld the new quarter panels. And as basically the, the wire was melting before it hit the, the metal. So I'm just spraying molten metal at the car. Like, like man, welding's hard. <laughs> But I did that, and I replaced the, all the corner panels and like the whole inner fender, and did it all like that. And <laughs> I, I, I was gonna like do it nice and like bond to it, and I got done. And I looked back and saw how warped everything was. I was like, well, I guess that's just how that's gonna be from now on. <laughs> <laughs> like hard, hard lessons learned. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely crazy memories to look back on now to see where I'm at. Dude, yeah. yeah. Like, I have one of your very first, like, one of those OG pipes. Like, I won that, um, that Pook pipe from that, um, that Nashville rally two years ago or three years ago. Yeah, that thing, that's like 16 hours sitting in the frigid, cold, <laughs> fucking beating cones around a fucking pipe. Like, yeah. well, you look at that <laughs> thing compared to some of your new ones, and it's like, I was like, yeah, like your new ones, it's like the cones are so like perfect and like small that like you get like, you know, like the the the, the angles are like smooth transitions. And then like you look at this old one, and it's like angle, 
cut angle cut angle cut like they're like real like sharp <laughs> yeah uh yeah that was uh, i think that one's also that was before i had a bender um like that that flange mm-hmm. um was i literally scr- unless it was one of the flanges that wildcard gave me he gave me like a stack of poop flanges unless it was one of those um how we were making the flanges i was literally taking plates scribing it out center punching and hole sawing and like literally <laughs> manually making a flange for each pipe. And like, we didn't have a tube bender. So like the pipes were pie cut, like the header piece to make the, that tight of a bend. And mm-hmm. it was, it was a crazy time. Yeah, <laughs> we were just, I don't know. I, I lost my job at that point and I had nothing else better to do. So make, it was, make some pipes. Yeah. It was, <laughs> Like really I, cool. I think it's like a like a like a quote unquote independent uh like you know part manufacturer like you're probably like second third longest running you know I know like like uh what was the old one from Florida fucking weekends weekend yeah, yeah. Dude, like weekends was like around and it was like cool and everyone's pumped on it and then it just like fizzled out and I don't even remember how long it lasted but it couldn't have been more than two three years yeah and then there's uh you know motomatic mm-hmm. uh, trick metric stuff uh, or whatever yeah nate I, I actually got a chance to meet nate uh when i was on my trip in uh december of 21 um i was out uh the land squid shop and he showed up and we got to go back and forth and like all of his old tools are still at their shop and it's crazy how I don't know. It, him and I, I, I see a lot, like I saw a lot of myself and him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of variances, but like, we're both like basically just determined to not outsource anything and just do everything ourselves. And like he was, he converted a Harbor Freight bandsaw to cut metal mm-hmm. and every single one of those cones he cut out on that bandsaw. It was just incredible to see. And like to think about that time and effort that went into all that. And he made like three over three hundred of those Damn. destroyers. Yeah, all cut out on that bandsaw and welded together with those giant uh, Lincoln or it was red. I don't know. It was a giant like the size bigger than a small refrigerator. <laughs> giant, and they're still floating around, dude. They're out there still. Yeah, yeah, it was that was crazy to see, but. Yeah, I don't know. He he's still making pipes currently. I've been talking to Dylan, and he talks to him. Um, but I don't know. Just the the production is probably you know what he can do. Mm-hmm. You know, the family and whatnot. Yeah. Dude, so what uh, what machining stuff are you doing? I know you're like boring out cases. Um, pretty much, yeah. Adapting. Um, I'm, I'm actually working on a ZA 100 is what I guess I called it. Um, but it's a deep, it's a liquid cooled, uh, DT. Um, I don't know if it's a DT 80, but it's a hundred CC DT cylinder. Um, that's going to go to Bonneville. Uh, this dude, Josh is having me. He's, he was like super hesitant. He's like, he normally likes to work on all of his own stuff and do it himself. He's like, but he, he saw my work and he, he, he's let me do it. Um, but it's just the insane amount of work that's going to need to be done to graph this, this hundred CC cylinder on a ZA. Yeah. 
And if it actually makes it to its final destination, it's going to be crazy. Uh, but besides like doing that, um, I have everything I need now to like uh, bore out and hone cast iron cylinders. So I've been doing a lot of that. I made uh, like a recirculating oil pump for the mill and um, like poop cylinders and hobbit cylinders and like all that are a little bit shorter, but like trying to get the whole V1 cylinder in there. Um, basically it's maxing out my boring bar is a couple millimeters of clearance when I'm all the way at the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, I guess that's where uh, you know, a, de- a dedicated boring machine would, would come in handy. <laughs> More tooling, but, dude, let's buy it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just boring uh, cylinders and honing them, at least cast iron and uh, all the casework that I've been doing whether it's, you know, uh, uh, adding, uh, meat to, uh, widen the transfers or pouring it out to have bigger cylinders or, but besides that, um, I mean, I also, uh, have been decking a lot of cylinders like the Athena's have been coming in. I just shave a mill off the top and send it on its way. Yeah. Like I've never done that for for an Athena. I've run like so many of them. For sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like my like kid of I'm, choice back in the day, dude. I mean, it'll run. You know, my I the squish on my Hobbit is ridiculous. It's like over two millimeters, like two point one or something. It's big, but you know it runs fine. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it definitely could be more efficient. Um, I think there's the re- reason why I couldn't touch it. I can now, I guess, but it has uh, O-ring lands on both sides. Mm. So no matter what, you're fucking that up and having to redo it. Yeah. Which I think the best case now would be do this cylinder and then recut the O-ring lands in the cylinder because they're just around the studs. But yeah, so not really a easy enough easy, to make them can like even. Yeah, not not easy to do without a mill though. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, fuck it, dude. Do it with a Dremel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, I mean, that's what we used to do. It was just, you know, put it up to the belt sander. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, I got that piece of marble and some sandpaper, dude. We can straighten it back out. <laughs> exactly. Um, like a thousand, uh, a thousand yeah. hours later. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's also different when you're just working on your own stuff. You're either trying to get ready for a rally the night before or just whatever that it needs to get together right now. That's <laughs> generally how I end up working on my stuff. It's like, oh, I, I want to go do this thing. It yeah. needs to be working. <laughs> yeah, I, need, I definitely that's one thing I need to get better about, like uh, like planning, you know, preparing. Like right now, yeah. it's it's middle of winter, dude. I should be fixing all my bikes, and then I don't have to worry about them at all when summer rolls around. Just like this year, ride what's running. <laughs> yeah, this year has been different. I've been busy, but normally, you know, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, winter builds," and like November goes by, December goes by, <laughs> <laughs> January goes by. You know, a couple orders. February comes around. It's like the end of February. As soon as like it starts getting like, oh, it's getting warm out. Fucking March. Everyone's just like hitting me up. Like four or five people in a day 
It's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> it was warm out across the country today. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, what do you know? It's summer. <laughs> uh, You're like, I guess I'll get around to fixing this flat tire now. <laughs> that's so funny. We're all so bad, dude. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I need to get better <laughs> I, I've i been saying that for years and it still is what it is <laughs> it's just no bad yeah dude like speaking of like like builds and like winter and stuff like I, I was like I messaged like Jake the other day Jake Kane and he's like and he's like doing like a new Tomos build I'm like what yeah like, I'm like so pumped on it dude I'm like dude I can't wait to see what he comes up with because it's like the Toby was like so epic and like been like my like you know number one Tomos on the list you know like like yeah this is the best yeah. Tomos in the country right here this is the bike <laughs> and like for him to be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something new, and it's like case inducted. I'm like, okay, let's go, let's let's see it. Yeah, I, I got to see a couple pictures of him doing that, and it's an insane amount of work. And how he's doing it, he's just uh, utilizing two of uh, the read adapters from Treatland, and just welding one to the the case and throwing the other one on. It's gonna be fucking insane. Yeah. I can't wait to see it finished as well. Yeah, and I know he—I know he's gonna document it well. Like he's gonna like do a fucking full build, you know, thread on Moped Army. There's gonna be pictures, yeah, yeah. like you know, we already know he's a master welder. The welds are gonna be on point. Like I can't wait. Yeah, he always does a fucking super good job of documenting. I wish I should do. I wish I did that more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like even for like my even for my own sake, dude. For like memories and like, cause I have a bad I have a bad fucking memory, dude. Like I wish I like documented way more things in my life. Like I wish I had way more pictures of shit that's like I've you know done or gone to or been to or like I don't have enough of that. And when I'm like, I try to just like close my eyes and like envision it. It's like I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got the stories. Like I can gotta remember stuff here and there. But when I close my eyes and like try to think back, I'm like, oh, I'm struggling, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just got so many things on your mind. It's you know, uh, your brains are only so strong; <laughs> they only can take so much. <laughs> uh, I definitely find myself doing the same thing. <laughs> you got any uh, new bikes here that you're? planning on doing like what's what's uh your future like moped endeavors um for personal stuff. i mean besides besides that rd um what i've been having fun with uh, i guess it's not it's kind of moped related it's the the next bike i really want to build is my ryu it's uh um it's a 50 gc six speed uh, liquid cooled. It's a Minarelli AM6 platform, and for years the the Melosi cylinder has been out of stock. And uh, I, it's like a four hundred dollar kit. I've been looking for it, and it's just not fucking around. Um, Andy from Motoscoot was uh, getting rid of a bunch of moped parts that they can kind of count on me to dump all their their moped shit onto when they're they're cleaning house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he, he walks up with it. He's like, can you use this? And I'm just like looking at it and I'm like, wait a minute. 
like looking at the ports and like the, where the coolant goes. I'm like, this is the fucking kid I've been looking for for fucking ever. And, uh, he's like, yeah, you can have it if, if you promise to use it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> $400, $400 kid. And like, I came back and I like, gave him a hundred bucks and a case of beer. like, plus like all the other fucking moped parts he gave us. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, dude, fucking thank you. I've been looking for this shit. It was just insane. That's so funny. And, uh, uh, and then he gave me a bunch of other like uh, horizontal kits and Piaggio kits, like all these you know, Melosi scooter kits. So it's going to be fun to put those on things. It's like the fun thing about being in machine stuff, dude. You're like, all right, cool. We got all these random kits. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll put, them on, put them on whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, does it measure up? Yeah. All right. Fine. That's all we need. For sure. It's so, so much fun. Yeah. I remember even like back in the day, just people like talking about like, you'd read like Moped Army and you're like, what? Going down like some serious like, you know, performance thread and someone's putting some crazy scooter kit on some bike and like, yeah, dude. So we like, you know, we filled all the stud holes in the in the cases and we and milled it flat and we put in new ones. And that, that was like the most mind blowing shit to me ever back in the day. I was like, what? What? You repositioned the fucking holes. What do you mean? Like, how do you do this? It's like just wizardry, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, that would be nice to have all those tools. <laughs> but uh, I'm actually doing that on that. Uh, those cases going to Bonneville. Um, and I'll, the, basically I'll be boring it for the skirt into, so I'll have to fill the stud holes, uh, basically just crank an aluminum bolt down into it with mm-hmm. uh, some permanent Loctite. And then I'll be boring into them, not about a third of the way. So they'll still be like held in with like a moon shape, but, um, that's how wide the skirt is on the new cylinder. It's good. <laughs> like past <laughs> past the studs almost or into them rather damn that's pretty, That'll big. Be, that's pretty big dude yeah I'm curious so you know he's gonna put super tall gearing on it so it's not like it'll get jolted with a bunch of pop but like it's like 1600% increase in power from the 2 horsepower going to 32 <laughs> Just so, chump change, dude. Nothing. <laughs> so like I've seen, I don't know the on like the Florida page. I've been seeing a couple people putting big, big air cooled cylinders on E50s, and I haven't seen them. I don't know if I've seen them running, or I just haven't been paying attention, or, or actually like riding. But I'm just like wonder, like I wonder how long that lasts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like- this how much work do you want to put into it? It's like, I don't know after all that work, it's like everything better be water cooled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's going to fucking hit the band and it's just going to, it's just nothing. No more teeth on your gears. (laughs) (laughs) Watch it all wrapped around itself. Like, (laughs) yeah, we got, we got, we got 50 hours of labor into this ticking time bomb. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm hoping with this ZA build, uh, just because the goal is speed. So it'll be geared up to a point where like, it'll never, it'll still like hit peak power and like, I'm hopefully everything has enough, you know, you know, rotational speed and I don't know, hopefully that fucking, <laughs> that uh, everything's shimmed properly and like the, the side cover hangs on as best as possible. <laughs> I just can't imagine. 
I'm like, while he's at it, dude, why didn't you fucking get him to you to partner with the the Schimmel engineering dude and get the those ZA seventy cases from that Dose is gonna put out? Yeah, I did suggest it. So uh, Dylan was like, "Do you need to say something? Like, like, you <laughs> you gotta say something." Like, so I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, dude, it's like. <laughs> Well, like if you're gonna be doing all this already, you might as well get the newest, best shit you can possibly put it on. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I talked to him about it, and this is still the route he wants to go. Uh, I haven't even like I put a pause on it because I like was just getting um, an idea of what stock I had and what route I want to go. Whether it's building it all up with a with welding or if I'm going to weld in blocks and then, you know, just add the blocks and then be able to machine it down and get everything to seal properly. Yeah. Uh, cause welding in blocks, um, definitely is easier than, um, you know, potentially I'd have to really keep an eye on the, the, the temperature of the cases putting the amount of material needed is insane. Mm. It's, it's incredible how much extra space is needed for those transfers and how much uh, weld needs to be behind the ignition cover and, or the ignition. And it's just, hopefully everything goes to plan. It's like, I don't know shit. Like I'm not, I can weld like trash, you know, like I can't, okay. I need to fix that thing right there. Like, cool. Like, you know, my welding shit, but like how much, so I have no clue, but you know, how much effort does it take? to add that much material. Like if you say you needed to add like fucking an inch worth of metal to the cases. I mean, it's just pad welding at that point. And once you, the hardest part is like the first layer It's getting into the case. Cause you don't really know what's in there. I've had them weld absolutely perfectly. I've had one case where I, it was like 10, I, I want to say longer than 10 hours. It was multiple days of me trying just cause every single time, as deep as I would go, there's just more little pockets of black soot and porosity. Mm. And I'm, I'm, you know, 10, 12 millimeters deep below the base gasket where the base gasket would be. I'm just looking at this dude's case. Like, dude, I'm, I'm not to call him. Like, these are done. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I finally got to clean metal. It stopped bubbling and stopped, uh, started behaving. I was able to just slowly build my way back up. And take myself out of this know, hole. <laughs> um, so, like, it's really it's kind of a gamble, and I should probably explain that more to people. Like, hey, like, I don't know what's in there. Um, it could, you know, there could be a bunch of porosity, and we'll, we'll see, you know, what happens. You think it's just like a roll, uh, a roll of the dice from like when it was cast, or like is it just you know from running it and soaking up oil and like trash and dirt and years of whatever. Uh, no, it's definitely, you know, being in the 1970s and, you know, everyone's you know, smoking cigarettes and, you know, <laughs> but rich people's toy things, like they're not very, you know, yeah, they were, you know, budget commuters, but a lot of times it was just good enough, yeah. you know, they got to turn a profit, they got to get them out the door. Mm-hmm. So like standards, especially when like I'm the standards for the Tomos parts throughout the years with all the juggling of the company, mm-hmm. I've seen gears vary with uh, from side to side, like the casting, it like dipped down and there was just like a concave bit. It was six millimeters difference mm. from one side to the other. It was like, like this thing is rattling like an unbalanced washing machine. I'm sure <laughs> going down the road, it's just vibrating like fuck. 
Yeah. It's not like this is terrible. <laughs> Whoever's writing it. Yeah. And those for and for the, those who don't know, you haven't listened to one of Ryan's old episodes. I know we, we didn't even talk about this when we were talking about the stuff you offer. If you have a Tomos and you need and you want to get your Tomos legit, you don't want it to rattle like a fucking old washing machine and to feel really smooth and to be like indestructible, send him your internals, dude. Like the main gear, the basket, I meant the clutch bell, all of it. The gears. Yeah. He'll true them yeah, out first, and make them run the way they should. Yeah. First and gear, uh, first and second cluster, um, the, just like you said, the bell and uh, the main gear. But yeah, I um, throw them in the four jaw, indicate them, get them within a thou. And then uh, basically, um, it's not exactly balancing, but like from what they were, because like a dynamic balancer would probably be, you know, that's would make them perfect. But like just getting them, you know, true, there is a world of a difference. And I, I only charge 25 per part. So it's $100 to get the whole set done plus shipping back. Yeah, which is fucking nothing, dude. Chump change for some decent internals. And I know all you fucking Tomos heads have a thousand Tomos parts. I, I don't even ride Tomos, and I have baskets of Tomos shit that I've thrown <laughs> away over the years, you know? So when you do it, send them fucking send them send them two sets you get them both done at the same time and then you have it back up on the shelf for your next bike you know nothing's better than having a pre-built motor on the shelf ready to go and when your bike breaks down you're like huh well i have a duplicate of the exact same engine already built sitting on the shelf you can just swap the motor and you're back in the game without any downtime nothing's better than that yeah i, I keep my hobby transmissions like that <laughs> yeah I have three sets, oh. like variators and, 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 and rear pulleys yeah. and clutch bells, like on the on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, back to the the ZA cases. Um, so, like after you get the first layer in and figure out what's actually in there, uh, just pad welding. Once you're on top of your own filler wire, it's you know pretty easy. Okay. You just uh, luckily poop, poop cases are extremely high in silica, so they they're pretty resistant to warping. But if you, the amount of material that I'm adding, I'm really going to have to like actually consider it because hmm. like adding a little bit around the transfer is nothing compared to like, I am reshaping this entire case with weld. That's yeah. like, uh, it's going to have to, you know, not exceed a certain temperature. And I haven't decided what, what that'll be, but <laughs> is there, does uh, there, is there something you can put like inside of it to like help it hold shape? Or like I don't I don't know if there's anything that you can do to help with that. I mean, bolt it down to my fixture plate would probably be a good idea. Um, which is something that you know, I, I like I said I I put it on pause to kind of like get a grasp of like what what I'm going to do because it would be really smart to weld in blocks, uh, just like cut out chunks of you know sixty six thousand series aluminum and put them in there so it welds real nice. Yeah. Uh, um. Or, you know, try to build it all up. So we'll kind of see how things go and uh, uh, what what route I decide to take. But it'll be interesting to see. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. Well, let's kind of let's wrap it up. But, like, I just want to know, like, what's, like, something that you're, like, excited about getting into that you're not doing yet? Um, those Hobbit subframes are going to be real fun. 
Um, but other than that, it's mainly just the future, the future of crank pipes and trying to get into a spot. And, um, because, you know, it is, is mopeds and that you know, I do have to survive, um, you know, trying to find uh, a place that I can go to, like anywhere in the inner city is kind of just the overhead would just be, I don't know, kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so like my goal is basically just, uh, at, have my own location and it's going to be, you know, probably outside of Milwaukee, but just getting my own, uh, building secured. And I have people that are more willing to help me. Um, or I have a couple more people willing to help me. We'll see, we'll see how long that lasts, but yeah. just, you know, kind of spreading out the, the workload because uh, physically is just, you know, I'd like to be able to, I don't know, take, lessen take the, the total. To rally. <laughs> yeah. For sure, which I'm I'm grateful that uh, the community supports me enough that I've you know it's been five years of surviving off this, which is amazing, yeah. and I'm incredibly thankful. Um, but yeah, it's just. Have you ever like thought about supplementing like your work? I don't know. The, I don't know what machining shit's like. If you can sub work out from other places, like you know, to supplement some of the income. Yeah, I've tried to outsource um with like cones and like other stuff and like flanges i i should outsource um but like when it comes to cones there's no matter how they're cut i guess i haven't tried water jet but and i'm already struggling to keep the cones from rusting so like i don't really want to be transporting them after they've been wet or i guess unless there's a place in town either way um they take the same amount of prep like get outsourcing it now and the cost difference is, you know, more than twice what it would be. Mm. So it just makes more sense to just do it myself because I still have to sand each edge and deeper each edge, no matter what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just finding a spot that I can, you know, grow into and start making other parts with other machines and getting people to help me is really my end goal. And the fucking daunting task of having to carry that 400-pound machine back up out of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, my, my friend who helped me said, yeah, he ain't helping. He said, hire a moving company. <laughs> yeah, get some, get some pros next time. <laughs> yeah, some people with insurance. <laughs> Just like, we, it was sketchy. <laughs> oh, it was great. That's great. Well, hell yeah, dude. Well, I appreciate you fucking taking the time to come chat, and I like catching up. I'm sorry I haven't, you know, reached out in a minute. Yeah, no worries. Everyone, you know, has their their day to day and their the things that they gotta worry about. Um, but yeah, I, I thought there was a Richmond rally. I don't know. It would be the, the type of thing that I would just, you know, drop my responsibilities and just impulse. But it'd be really cool to see you. We'll take, see how things work out. Take take a flight, dude. <laughs> Say fuck that drive. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I just love driving. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, that's a good one. I think what is it like sixteen hours? Yep, we did it in the in the uh, my old Voyager last time, and we the rain in the mountains like we <laughs> we'd hit like streams going like across the highway and the the whole thing would step out. Oh, dude. <laughs> Nick and I were just like, you know, doing 50, white knuckling it, and semis were just whizzing past us. That was, yeah. in, that was crazy. There's definitely but a couple I places I don't like driving for rallies, and that's like one of them's like coming through Kansas, like on the way to Denver, 
where it gets completely flat and like you can see rainstorms like off in the distance and like it's like a two lane highway. The trucks are flying by at 80 and every time they come by the whole van and trailer shake like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hope I don't fucking die. <laughs> yeah. Like sketchy breaks with a giant trailer full of mopeds coming down the mountains of West Virginia. Not fun. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I still know that was, I don't think I've laughed harder at another rally. I know I said that last, the last podcast, but that, um, the, I actually got the shirt hung up. Fucking the, the, the NASCAR. I think it was, tw- yeah, the 2018 smoke with that tank top. Um, I got the tank Bob, top. for dildos, the scavenger hunt. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I, I don't think I've I've laughed that hard since. That was so good. Yeah, dude. Well, if you're in town, dude, like it's probably small as we probably throw a banger in the twenty year. I mean, their ten year. Hell yeah! Definitely, uh, definitely will be in my thoughts. Nice. <laughs> Hopefully I can make it out to the Midwest. I want to hit something random this year, like somewhere that I just haven't been to before, or maybe Kentucky if they like fucking pull something together. I don't know, something different. I find myself For going sure. to the same rallies, you know. Like, I mean, everyone fall, finds himself going to, you know, falling that trap. It's like, yeah, I've gone to Philly every year, you know. It's like it's just like, oh, well, it's so close that I can't not do it, you know. But I'm like, yeah, what if I just <laughs> opted out of Philly and did something different, you know, that I haven't done. Yeah, I, I would love to hit like Maine or Boston or I haven't done any New York rallies. Mm-hmm. And I missed out. I was going to hit Seattle. I planned on it, but like uh, that was right when um, I'm trying to, it was like right as I was trying to get people to give shots to the cat. And like it was kind of working and mm. it just, I don't know. People got sick of getting scratched up. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> uh, I'd really like to hit Seattle. Yeah, like we do. We got that. We got a disabled cat too, so like we have to like you know take the cat to the bathroom and like you know prop it prop it up to eat and stuff. And it's like there's only so many people you can have like handle like a, a pet that's got like you know issues. <laughs> Luckily, like he's you know happy, healthy, maintains himself. It just you know. If anyone else tries to stick him with that fucking needle, you're gonna get the shit scratched <laughs> out. <you know? laughs> I guess I'm thankful that he lets me do it. So, yeah. like, all right, listen, you got to corner the corner the cat into like a cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got all his claws and teeth. So. <laughs> yeah. But Sorry. yep. All right, bro. Well, hopefully I'll fucking catch you out there in, in the fucking wild somewhere this summer. We'll figure something out. Yeah, absolutely, man. I definitely miss seeing you. Yeah. I miss blasting the uh, pack with you, dude. Fucking Hobbit boys. Dude, ripping past yeah, everyone. Yeah. Laughing it up. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good time. Yeah, man. All right, dude. Have a good night. Uh, fucking, I'll talk to you, man. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll get up. I, I still need to get, like, some pipes done and stuff, so... You'll hear from me. Hell yeah. I appreciate you, you know, doing the podcast and hope you and your family, you know, stay well. Cool. Thanks, dude. Later, bud. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Dude, that's another one down. Thank you guys for listening to Money Podcast. 
Um, Ryan Crank, dude, cranking crank pipes. Like, he's doing cool shit. If you guys want an awesome pipe for your bike, need an intake, you got a weird size, something, something crazy going on, I'm trying to get that carb to fit in that tight hole, hit him up. He's the man. He makes all the stuff by hand. You know, support the homie. Um, you know, moped rallies are happening. Shout out to everyone who went to Zero Swap Meet this weekend. Bum that couldn't make it. Work, you know, kind of, you know, gets in the way of the fun stuff you want to do in life sometimes. So that's kind of how it goes. Uh, RIP to the Graveyard Shifters. They finally announced they're uh, officially retired. So, you know, another club down. Like, you know, you check that full list of retired clubs. There's plenty of them. And then, you know, there's a bunch of more that, you know, were probably like unnamed. So it happens. It's mopeds. Uh, yeah, that's about it, man. Um, yeah, no, nothing else to really say, dude. Uh, I got a new Wallery shirts posted. It's for sale. It's got it up on Mopin Army and it's on uh, MopinMoney.com. So if you guys want to support the podcast, scoop one of those bad boys up. And yeah, dude, you got a rally you're planning this year. You guys need some shirts for the rally? Hit your boy up. I can take care of that for you. Anyway, that's it. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know. Like, touch your flower. Is it moving? Like, no, feel free locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude.